because you would rather feel good and also not be fucking your body. And like, frankly, hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is probably going to be, no, it, it probably would be one of the most highly requested podcast episodes, like, ever. So I'm very excited to jump on this one and I hope that you all are like buckled up, got your fucking notepads out and all that jazz. I'm back in New York. I landed yesterday. Excuse my like snotty nose situation, but I had fun in Aspen and the tequila obviously like got to me eventually. Anyway, <laughs> I sweat it out last night in the sauna. I like feel fine in my head, but I just sound really gross. So hence I'm still like working and doing all the shit because like mentally I'm fine, but just like I just sound a bit disgusting. Anyway, so guys, as the title said, today we are talking and you are learning all about the different forms of contraception. Now, depending how long this episode goes for, I might actually split it into two and do hormonal and non-hormonal, but whichever one you're listening to right now, Actually, we're just going to start on hormonal because that's what I'm going to start with. Now, if you haven't gone back and listened to the Pill Fucks You Up episode, go back and listen to that. I don't know what episode it is, but I'm going to say it's probably around like 10, maybe 10. Um, Go back and listen to that. Okay, so what are your contraceptive options? Oh, actually, firstly, I want to also just um, say for anyone that's missing their period, if you're on hormonal birth control and you're missing your period you don't have a period. It's just like full stop. If you are off hormonal birth control, you're not on anything and you've been missing your period for ages and you're doing everything, go look at the mastermind because I've had so many women that have done the deep feminine work and their period came back. It's fucking amazing. So go look at that. Okay. What are your contraception options? So, oh, by the way, if you are a bit late to the party, the mastermind, we, it's like closed on like the 18th of January. So get on it quickly. Um, okay. So what are your contraceptive options? The first one is the ring. Then you got the IUD, you got copper versus hormonal. We'll go through them all. Condoms, pull out, pill. You've got the different rings as well. Uh, fertility awareness methods, sponge, female condom, diaphragm. And then you've obviously got also, well, it's funny. It's like, do you classify these at like, okay. Then you got the apps. Okay. Like the phones. Now the app itself is not birth control. The method the app supports you in is birth control, okay? So if you're using, say, natural cycles, it's not that natural cycles is birth control. What it is is that the temperature method combined with the cervical fluid, that is your hormonal birth control, otherwise known as the fertility awareness method. And we're going to go through that. But what, I actually have an episode all about the fertility awareness method, and it's called You Can't Get Pregnant at Any Time. I don't know what I don't know what number it is, but that's what it's called. So go back and listen to that if you want to learn more about the fertility awareness method, which is basically non-hormonal birth control. It's basically fucking understanding your cycle, knowing when you can fall pregnant and when you're safe. Because guys, newsflash, You need to have an egg there in order for it to be um, fertilized. And if you don't have an egg there, you can't fall pregnant, which I know is kind of mind-blowing for some of us because so many of us like taught from like day dot, if you even look at a boy, you're going to fall pregnant. So 
I know it can be a little bit scary. So I want you to make notes um, during this uh, during this thing. And I want you to also scroll back in my podcast and have a look at old episodes. And I want you to also get my FemFlow journal, which I will link in the description box from Amazon. Because in the front pages of that, I go through understanding your cycle. I also go through like decoding your cycle. So if you have this symptom, this is what it means. This is what you need to do. It's actually very helpful. So I would definitely recommend that you all go get that as well if you're not already on it, but I know quite a few of you are already on it. Okay. So let's start with the pill, the good old fashioned fucking pill. Now, FYI, everybody, I'm not against hormonal birth control. I'm against doctors not giving you all of your options. So I am here to give you all of your options. And then if you have all of your options, laid out on the table, hormonal and non-hormonal, and you're still like, no, I want to take the pill, great. If you're on the pill or if you want to take the pill or any hormonal um, contraception, if you're like, yep, that works best for me, I respect that. But please go listen to the Foods for Fertility episode because I want you to be aware of those things for when the time is right for you or like about a year before you want to conceive. All right, the pill. Let's get into it. Enough loving. The pill. So as you guys would know from the other episode, the pill works by shutting down your communication pathway from your brain to your ovaries. That's how it works. It shuts that shit off. I mean, for fuck's sake, like could a pill, like as I just can't even describe, like a pill that goes in your mouth has the ability to shut down a communication pathway. That's almost like making a part of your body like, could you say it's like almost making like a nerve paralyzed? I kind of feel that, which is from a fucking pill. That's crazy, right? Crazy. So that's the first thing if you don't know that already. But go back and listen to that episode because I go way more into depth. But I'm going to go through something. So the typical use failure right now, I want to quickly just overarch this and write this shit down, ladies, or like fucking let it sink into your brain. I'm going to be mentioning today the typical use failure rate versus the perfect use failure rate. Now, The failure rate is the amount of people that get pregnant taking – the amount of women getting pregnant taking this hormonal birth control or on this hormonal birth control. Now, the typical use is us. It's an average woman, right? An average woman that occasionally skips a pill, goes to bed late, is on antibiotics, gets sick, throws up, drinks a lot, like has a few drinks, right? Like time zone changes, travel, all of these different things can affect – the the um oh, what's the not the efficiency the effectiveness of the pill so the typical use failure rate is actually the rate that you want to go off the perfect use failure rate isn't because nobody is perfect right even if you think you're fucking perfect newsflash you're fucking not okay nobody is perfect so this is where marketing marketing does a very good job at tricking us the perfect use failure rate for the pill is one percent. So 1% of women get pregnant on the pill. And actually, majority of us know someone that's gotten pregnant on the pill. I know a lot of people, um, which is fucking shit because, like, one, you're not expecting that crap. And to, not crap, but, like, you know what I mean. I want kids. Um, but two, like, your body is so fucking nutrient deficient. And that baby, like, oh, my God, you do not want to be falling pregnant if you can avoid it on the fucking pill because, like, just no. Like, that just – for your sake and the baby's sake, fuck that shit. Okay, so the typical use fa- – sorry, the perfect use failure rate is 1% for the pill. Only 1% of women get pregnant. So you're like, oh, that's amazing. Okay, get this. The typical use failure rate, a.k.a. you and I, is 9%. 9% 
of women get pregnant on the pill. I mean, fuck me. That's ridiculous. Okay. And anyway, we're going to go through this more. Okay. Now the disadvantages of the pill, which I've already gone through a million times on the other episode is you have to remember to take it. Lol. That shit does not work for me because like I fucking forget crap all the time, which is why I have a manager because I can't manage my life sometimes because I like to be my feminine. I'm like, no, I don't feel like it. Okay. Next thing disadvantages just it doesn't protect protect against stis so you still have to fucking use a condom right and majority of us hate condoms i don't actually know someone that's like oh my god yes condoms are my fucking jam but if you are that person respect that i respect that but um for me personally do not vibe with condoms like they you and i are just not friends um next thing mood changes nutrient deficiencies it can Taking the pill can increase the risk of developing some autoimmune diseases. It can lead to blood clots. I mean, if you listen to the the cacao and converse with my friend Lexi, she had a fucking blood clot in her brain. Like, what the fuck from the pill? It can lead to stroke, heart attacks, increased risk of liver, brain, and breast cancer. What the fuck? I mean, this list just keeps going. You can lose your libido permanently forever. It fucks your adrenal health and your thyroid function. It causes leaky gut and gut dysbiosis. It has major nutrient deficiencies, deficiencies, which I've already suggested. Like, But I want to just like – I feel like people don't realize the effect that it has on your body when your body is nutrient deficient. It's a big fucking effect. Like you don't want that crap, especially if you're pregnant. You do not want to be nutrient deficient when you fall pregnant for your sake and for the baby's sake. Um, what else? Uh, it also can increase your risk of blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes risk. And it's fucking hard to break up with, which is like the post-hormonal birth control syndrome where people come off it and then they're like, fuck, my acne's coming back or fuck, my hormones have gone wild. And so they jump back on it because it's like they can't be without it. It's almost can cause like an addiction to, to like the perfect skin or whatever that you are on. Or like the avoidance of your period pain when you are on the pill. But that shit is a fucking band-aid, okay? So that's the pill. That's your option number one for hormonal birth control. I think I'm going to do two episodes on this. I'll do a hormonal one and then a non-hormonal one just to like break it up. Otherwise, you guys are going to have like your brain fucking exploding. Um, but I'll release them within a few days of each other. So you'll get this one first and then in a few days' time, um, you'll get the next one. Do not worry. I'm not going to leave you hanging. Okay. So some common myths about the birth control pills is that it regulates your cycle. No, it fucking doesn't. It does not regulate your cycle. It shuts down your reproductive system and it stops your fucking brain and ovaries from talking. Like, what the fuck? I just actually can't even fathom that. Like, this tiny pill that I used to be on literally shut down a part of my body. Like, fully fucking shut it down. Um, And I feel like doctors don't actually tell you, like, oh, by the way, this pill, what it does is it shuts a communication pathway down in in your body. You're like, what? That doesn't seem normal. I mean, and I also want to say, I feel like there's a lot of, like, I feel like when we're teenagers, we're like, yeah, I don't care. I just want to have sex and drink. So it's like, okay, fine. But um, when you get older, you're like, yeah, I don't actually vibe with that. Like, no, thank you. Um, Okay. The next thing that's a myth about the birth control pill um, or any of the pills is that it fixes your period. Guys, it does not fix your period. I know I said this probably like fucking a million times, but I'm going to say it again. It does not fix your period. No birth control fixes your period. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Now, I understand that it can seem like it fixes your period because you bleed less, it's like less cramping, less acne, less hormonal mood swings, but it doesn't. Like you'll see that when you get off it, right? Whilst on the pill, you don't have a cycle. That's the fix. It actually just presses delete, like delete, doot, whatever. Um, I wish I could like put a sound effect in there. Delete, ting, whatever, whatever the backspace button is. 
it deletes your period, full stop. It deletes your cycle. That's why you feel fine all the time. Actually, a lot of us don't feel fine on the pill. We don't even realize what it feels like to feel good. But it flatlines everything, so you feel like meh all the time. Like you just feel like normal, like not normal. You feel like fucking the same every day. That's also why people say to me, I'm on the pill. Does it matter like how I exercise? No, it doesn't fucking matter because you don't have a cycle. Like, you do not have a cycle. So it does not matter. You don't need to be like, oh, I'm bleeding. I need to, like, go and chew it. Like, go inwards. You don't need to because it's all fake. It's all fake. You don't have a cycle. So, I mean, it's actually really nice. If you are on the pill, it is nice to pretend that your cycle sinking because, like, it's just good for your feminine energy. But, um, actually, you know what's really bad for your feminine energy? Like, shutting down your cycle, um, especially, like, doing it not consciously like if you're consciously choosing yes the pill was the best choice for me then I feel like that's different I mean someone asked me a question about this the other day in regards to something but I feel like um anything can be toxic and anything can be conscious it totally depends on the energy behind it right like eating like eating cauliflower could be toxic if you're binging on it to like stuff down your emotions um but then at the same time like eating I don't know what's something that like is um a treat or whatever like a magnum, eating a magnum like sensually and really just like fucking like just like blah, like melting in the bliss of it. Like that's not toxic. That would be conscious to me. And that can then have health health benefits, not physical like liver health benefits, but like um, energetic health benefits. Now, uh, the next one that we want, I want to talk about is the birth control implant. This comes in the form of the Implanon and then next Implanon. Now, I'm pretty sure that in America they've banned the Implanon. Um, and I haven't looked into why, but that's kind of fucking concerning. So, like, Australia, I'm pretty sure still has the Implanon. Otherwise, there's the next Implanon. N-E-X-P-L-A-N-O-N. So, the implant is a small rod that is inserted into your upper arm just under the skin that releases progestin. Now, just frankly, that part of, like, oh, I have, like, a rod in my arm – just like freaks me out enough to be like, uh, no, not, not okay with me. Not natural. doesn't seem normal. Uh, it's not. So what it does though, is it releases progestin and this prevents ovulation and it thickens the cervical mucus so that your, so that, so that your sperm whoops, so that the sperm cannot reach your eggs. So implants also have a long lifespan. They can actually last up to four years. I just I just could not put that shit in my arm. Like, fuck, that would freak me out. Now, implants are 99 effective at, pre- at preventing pregnancy. Side note, typical and perfect are this all-in-one here because you're not having to remember to take a pill. The implanton is in your arm. It's there all the time. Now, Side effects, listen up. Well, obviously, it's a fucking rod in your arm. So to me, I'm just like, well, that doesn't seem normal. So I feel like my body's probably going to reject that. I mean, people can get, like, infections and everything in them because obviously their body is like, get this shit out of me. I mean, like, hello? I couldn't – my body wouldn't even fucking dissolve stitches in my leg after my ski accident. It was like, no, we don't like these. Reject. And then it created a fucking hole in my leg. So – I'm pretty sure if I put a fucking rod in my arm, it would like my arm would probably explode. The next thing for side effects is headaches. People can get really bad headaches on the implant. Um, Longer, shorter or completely missing periods, changes in breasts and breast pain. Weight gain is very, very common on the implanon. Acne, massive mood changes, abdominal pain and nausea. So that is the birth control implant. The next one is birth control shot, like the injection also called Depo-Provera or Depo for short. Now, 
This birth control shot is administered every three months and it contains the hormone progestin, which helps prevent pregnancy. Now, unlike IUDs, this shot can be taken at a clinic or at home. Now, if you ha- if you use this typically because you got to remember to take the shot, the birth control shot is 94% effective at preventing pregnancy. Still not that high up there and I hate needles, so I wouldn't want to do that shit. Now, side effects. Weight gain is horrendously common and very, very high levels. Like not like a couple of kilos, like 10, 20 kilos of uncontrollable weight gain often comes from depot. Okay. Other side effects, dizziness, bloating, loss of libido. I mean, they all lost the fucking libido, which is just shit. Bone loss. Um, and then continual bleeding or irregular bleeding as well. Okay. Everybody drum roll for the IUD because this is the one that you've all been waiting for. So the IUD, IUDs are small. They're like a T-shape. It's a device that's inserted into your uterus. First off, is your uterus meant to have a metal T-shaped thing sitting in there? Mm, no. So I love, and you guys probably gotten this by now, I love using common sense. Common sense, like, for example, people ask me, can you do an episode on meat? Which I will do. Like, have we eaten meat for centuries? Yes. Are we still alive? Yes. Does it kill us? Mm, no. Right? Like, there we go. Uh, vegetable oil. Has it been around for centuries? No. It has to, what am I saying? Does it have to use bleach and like have to have some deodorizing process? Yes. Does that seem natural to then put in your mouth? Mm, No. Really common sense, guys. I like to use common sense before even the science because like, it's just like, let's just be real here. Like you don't need, I mean, you can find a study to back up anything. Like literally you could find a study to say that vegetable oil is healthy for you. Honestly, they're out there, right? And guess who they're funded by? The canola oil foundation or the soybean oil foundation or whatever. What I'm saying is you need to make a decision based on your common sense because we are not idiots. We don't need science to tell us that an IUD is probably not going to be loved by our body. Like if our uterus was meant to have a T-shaped fucking device up there, we'd be born with it. Just saying. It's kind of like I was talking to my friend the other day about clitoris and it's like, guys, if you don't think that you're meant to like be able to just be constantly tapped into pleasure, why would we have been given a clitoris? It's one job there is to fucking give us pleasure. Fucking is a key word. So if we're not meant to use it and if we're not meant to receive pleasure, then why would it be there? I don't think it fucked up. Like I'm pretty sure it's meant to be there. Well, at least I hope so because I like it. Okay. So IUDs. IUDs, they are 99% at um, 99% effective at preventing pregnancy. However, there are still plenty of cases of kids being born when there was an IUD in there. You know what's worse? A lot of the time, the kids are born holding the IUD or the IUD being like embedded in their skull, like gross shit like that. So not my vibe. Now, there is different IUD types depending also where you are in the world. So there's the Paragard, which is a non-hormonal copper IUD, which I'll talk about later. Marina, Kylina, Skylar, and Liletta. Now I've actually just moved into another room in my apartment, which is where my bed is and my bedroom. That's what the room's called. And I feel like it's way better for sound quality because I just went back and it sounds a little bit echoey. So I do apologize, but I am not going to re-record that because that was like 20 minutes of my time. Okay, let's keep going though, guys. And I appreciate you 
sticking with that like shitty sound quality yet was actually kind of gross. So SARS. Okay. Now IUD, the effect, like the side effects, missing periods or long periods, it can be dislodged and you may no longer be able to have kids. Now this is really important because it's come to my attention that a lot of doctors aren't telling young women about this. Um, but your doctor has to tell you there is a chance that if this IUD becomes like dislodged, uh, you might not be able to have kids. And that's really like a, a big deal for a lot of us women. Like, or even for some of us that don't think we want kids, like then when we have no option, but we cannot have kids, then all of a sudden we want kids. So just like keep that one in mind, ladies, of especially if your doctor hasn't even told you, maybe they're not the best person to be inserting it either. You want someone that's a pro to be inserting it so they insert it properly and really safely so that hopefully it also doesn't get dislodged. But you also got to remember that like an IUD, like your body is very smart and it if there was something up there that's not meant to be there, it's going to try and push it out to protect your uterus. So um, that's why they get dislodged as well because our bodies are like trying to push them out of us. Now, with the IUD, um, the Marina IUD, it does suppress ovulation some of the time, but not all of the time. Now that's great because ovulation is the most important part of your cycle, right? You get all those feel good hormones and that's really important. But then when your body isn't then ovulating properly, the next cycle, you're going to be reabsorbing the estrogen back into your system, which is really dangerous. Like you do not want to be doing that. So there's kind of the pros and cons of like, you know, you ovulate, you know, every once in a while. Um, and like some people can be ovulating still like kind of frequently, which is awesome, but then some women might not be. So it totally depends on your body, but you want to be making sure that, you know, you're not on it for too long and that when you come off it, you're following the full three to six month plan that is sitting in the art of coming off hormonal birth control. Okay. Um, also I wanted to say with effects is that it can cause massive inflammation in your body. Um, cause obviously like it shouldn't be there. Um, and then the main one was the dislodged, um, the dislodged IUD, which is obviously not fucking ideal. Okay. Next one is the birth control patch. So the patch, it's like a band-aid um, and it's stuck to your belly, your butt, your upper arm or your back. It's like a combination pill, so progest um, progestin and estrogen, and it releases both estrogen and progesterone, obviously. Now, this patch has to be changed weekly and worn for three consecutive weeks. Then a week has to be taken off from the patch. Like this just sounds like too much fucking effort for me. And then once the week is up, a new patch has to be applied and then the cycle's repeated. That sounds fucking boring and like frustrating. So I would personally not be able to do that. But like also I'm lazy when it comes to these other things. Like I'm lucky if I moisturize guys, honestly. I mean like my nails grow really, really, really fast and like, People will sometimes look at my nails and be like, Monica, can you please cut them? I'm like, oh, yeah. I just haven't been bothered. I'm just like that kind of person, right? Um, I've been much better at moisturizing now, but like generally speaking, I'm like not – I'm not obsessed with that sort of stuff. Okay, whatever. Enough about me. So the birth control patch. With typical use, the patch is only 91% effective. Like there is a 9% failure rate for a typical use person. Like that's like the pill. Like to me, not worth the effort and, and the side effects. Now, some of the side effects, a lot of the side effects, include 
clots, heart attack, stroke, liver cancer, gallbladder disease, high blood pressure, abnormal bleeding, abdominal pain, headaches, breast pain, tenderness in, in your boobs, um, uterine cramping, weight gain, skin irritation, nausea and vomiting, acne, muscle spasms, fatigue, dizziness, diarrhea, changes in digestion, gut issues, vi- um, vaginal infections, uh, fluid retention, changes in mood. To me, not worth it, right? That's the birth control patch. Okay. Then the next one, which is, I mean, this is going to be the last of the um, hormone of the birth control options, is the uh, birth control vaginal ring, otherwise called the Nuva ring. Now, it's similar to the combination pill because it releases estrogen and progesterone. No, not progesterone. Progestin. Um, Sorry, there's like just a lot I'm trying to say. Um, Now, it's a small ring inserted into your vagina for three weeks and then removed for a week. Again, sounds like too much effort for me. I only like one thing inserted in my vagina, and it is not a ring. Okay, with typical use, vaginal rings, they're about 91% effective. So typical use failure rate is 9%, same as the pill. Uh, Not worth it to me, right? But again, you make up your own mind. They do not protect against the transmissions of STIs either. So you still have to wear a condom um, if you're not with like a – uh, in, in a long-term relationship where you know he's not sleeping around and I'm like, or, or you're not sleeping around and I'm like, eh, too much effort because like you have to have those side effects plus a condom. Nah, no thanks. Now, side effects, vaginal irritation, itching, discharge, like abnormal discharge, uh, vaginal infections, headache, nausea, vomiting, stomach aches, abdominal cramping, bloating, fatigue, dizziness, weight, weight, weight gain, breast pain, uh, breast swelling, breast tenderness, what else? Changes in appetite, anxiety, nervousness, hair loss. Uh, that's the big one. Uh, increased hair growth on body, so increased androgens. Um, hyperpigmentation of skin, uh, irregular bleeding, and loss of libido. Uh, not worth it. So these are all the hormonal birth control options. And as you guys are going to see in the next um, – how long has it been going for? Yeah, I'm going to do the next one. Okay, as you guys will see in the next uh, – what's it called? Podcast – um, with all the non-hormonal contraceptions, you're going to probably be going, yeah, those fucking hormonal ones are so not worth it because you would rather feel good and also not be fucking your body. And like, frankly, the fucking, um, failure rate is generally higher, sorry, sorry, lower. So the effective, the effectiveness is higher in non-hormonal contraceptions, like go figure. So, um, ladies, if you're missing your period, uh, like remember, couple of things. Um, this is up to you to make your own choice. There's no, there's no like, like I'm not going to hate you or something. No, no one can hate you for being on birth control. I was on birth control, right? It's just that I was so uneducated. And most women are, when you go to the doctors and you tell them your hormonal issues, they're not like, Oh, why don't you go on? Um, why don't you go on some turmeric? Why don't you fix your gut health? No, they're like, here's a pill. And unfortunately, doctors aren't actually taught this. I mean, in my my nutrition degree, we did in, – in one module, we did one fucking slide on cycles. One slide. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, one slide? There is so much more than one slide of, like, here is a woman's, like, ovaries and womb. Cool. Bye. Next slide. No, that's not how it works. So – um, what I will say is that if you've got hormonal issues, these are the top things that I want you to look at. Obviously your diet, um, like stress, stress is very prevalent in today's society. And then what's alarmingly effective to look at, like alarmingly is all of your inner child wounding, subconscious programming and feminine healing, like all that feminine stuff, because you got to remember that, that 
that your brain is communicating to your ovaries. So if your brain is communicating a silly, like not so ideal, uh, uh, message to your body, it's going to be affecting your cycle, like very, very subconsciously. So if like deep, deep, deep down in your subconscious and you may not even know it's there, you've got a belief of like, I'm not safe because maybe like dad wasn't around very much when you were a kid because he was working all the time. That like lack of safety in your body is like constantly going every day. It's fucking there and you don't know it because it's so subconscious, but that can also affect your cycle. So if you've got hormonal issues, please look at your diet. That's obviously super important. Your stress levels and then all of your inner child's healing trauma stuff. And I remember that trauma doesn't need to be like, oh, I like got kidnapped. Trauma can be um, dad was like dad worked a lot when I was younger. That happened to me, right? So those things are actually so fucking important. Um, and that's why I said in the beginning that if you're missing your period – uh, or if your period is really just like fucking whacked, the the mastermind, the feminist fuck mastermind would be amazing for you to have a look at and maybe just DM me about, and I can have like give you my honest opinion of whether I think it would actually be like suited to you. Um, just because so many women have come in that program, like I had one woman, one of the women a couple of rounds ago, I think it was two rounds ago, and she had been missing her period for I think it was four years. She'd been to every doctor, like the best fucking doctors and nobody could figure it out and guess what she got her period in the mastermind and it has ever since like what the fuck and it happens so often I've had multiple clients that have been in the mastermind no period and they get their period back and it blows my mind so please I know you might be like no that makes no sense please don't underestimate this like this shit isn't a lie it's happened time and time again. Um, so I'm going to leave the links for the mastermind below. Baba is also starting intake now. That is my feminine business coaching program. So make sure that you also have a look at that if you are a business owner, because the way that I do business has like transformed my business and my life. Um, so I really encourage you to do that as well, but I'll talk more about that in the following episodes. If you are interested also on my Instagram story as per usual. Um, okay. Next episode, guys, we're going to talk about non-hormonal forms of birth control and a copper IUD as well okay I will see you then bye well thank you so much for tuning in I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode I would be really really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate hopefully five and if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease I would be so fucking grateful make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website, all those details. And of course you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.